Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. SummerSlam week is here. Join myself and WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry at the Rec Room in Toronto, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern for our live SummerSlam pre-show on Sunday. The Rec Room is just steps away from the Scotiabank Arena, the site of SummerSlam. Or you can hear the show live on SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156. On today's podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I get you ready for NXT TakeOver Toronto this Saturday with a card we believe could steal the weekend. Plus, the NWA made a huge announcement and the vice president joins us to give the details on the big news. NXT TakeOver is always a big highlight of the WWE pay-per-view weekend, and SummerSlam in Toronto is no different. Bully and I break down the card, discuss the main event between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, and speculate on a potential superstar moving to the main roster. Plus, Studio Wrestling in Atlanta is back, courtesy of the revitalized NWA. Vice President Dave Lagana joins us to give us the scoop on the return of the NWA to your TV. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. When you think of the NWA, obviously Billy Corgan, president's done a lot of great things. Nick Aldis, your NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and now you're hearing that they're going to TV in the fall. But you also think of what I just said in Georgia Championship Wrestling and World Championship Wrestling. That's owned by the WWE. You could go back and watch World Championship Wrestling on the WWE Network and see that 10 pounds of gold that is now being held by Nick Aldis. It's, an, it's a really interesting dynamic when you think about it. Because there's the NWA Championship being held by Nick Aldis that's going to be defended on TV but also you see that 10 pounds of gold and a lot of footage that's owned by the WWE that you could see on the WWE Network. There's only one word that comes to mind when I think of that. Fascinating. It really is. Isn't it, though? Because I'm watching that YouTube exclusive or that, that uh, video that we've seen dropped at 6 p.m. and that was all over social media with Billy Corgan showing footage of Ric Flair holding that title and Harley Race holding that title and Dusty Rhodes. And a lot of that footage the NWA now owns, but the WWE owns a lot of that NWA footage as well. So it's almost like when you go to the network and you see that 10 pounds of gold, it's going to be promotion for what's going to be the National Wrestling Alliance, National Wrestling Alliance on TV come the fall. 
Did you see the unedited version of the Harley race sit down with Nick Aldis? Yes. What did you think? Tremendous. Tremendous. It was, wasn't it? And hearing Nick Aldis get emotional on our show on Friday and seeing him sitting next to Harley Race almost in awe because that's one of the greatest NWA champions of all time. You know, the Mount Rushmore of NWA champions with Nick Aldis now currently holding that champion. And also Harley Race kind of looking at Nick Aldis and being appreciative of the fact that it's somebody like Nick Aldis holding that 10 pounds of gold. That was a very, very special moment, I thought. You know, it, it must it must have been nice for Harley, who, you know, for years the NWA and the NWA um, World Heavyweight Championship seemed like it was hanging on, hanging on by a thread. Um, there wasn't really a lot going on with it. So if you're a champion like Harley, Harley was a seven-time champion, correct? Eight-time. Eight-time champion. <clears throat> to be able to sit down with Nick Aldis and to look at Nick and knowing that that 10 pounds of gold is in good hands because Nick at least looks like what a wrestler should look like and what Harley is used to. I'm sure in many ways when Harley looked at the physique of a, of a Nick Aldis, it was reminiscent of, you know, looking at a Ric Flair, somebody who paid his, you know, paid his dues in the gym and worked hard. So for Harley to be able to see that NWA World Heavyweight Championship parked around the waist of somebody who was reminiscent of an NWA wrestler, I, I'm sure it warmed his heart. Yeah, and it, it does. And you're right, man. We've talked about it on this show. The NWA was on life support. For a lot of wrestling fans, the NWA was dead. It, end, it ended in the late 80s. And now to Wait, see it Dave, come back. Dave, Dave, I don't mean to cut you off. <clears throat> Even amongst the boys, when Billy Corgan bought the NWA, the guys were saying, why would you do that? What, what What is the asset of the NWA? What did you really have? The championship. Because there wasn't any really, you know, a, any strong assets of the company because it sank so far. I just wanted to throw that in to show you how much the perception was amongst the wrestling industry of where the NWA had fallen. And a lot of people criticize Billy Corgan from what you just said. Like, you're just buying a name. You're just buying a title. But look what he's been able to do. And now it's in the discussion. I'm not putting it on the same level as an AEW. AEW is selling out arenas. You know, but I think the NWA is just like AEW has been able to build their brand back because of social media and because of YouTube. And now that they're able to get to that next level and we talked about AEW. Hey, every week you don't want to be in 20,000 seat arenas, maybe three to 5,000 seat arenas. Start slow and then maybe we'll see where we are five, ten years from now. NWA, very smart. Studio wrestling, bare bones, but also a throwback to a different era that people are excited about very very smart decision by billy corrigan and dave lagana like what you're hearing catch busted open live weekdays from 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 or on demand with the sirius xm app at 6 p.m eastern time last night the landscape of pro wrestling changed because we're going back. We're going back to the studio. We're going back to Atlanta with NWA Wrestling. And to talk about it, the VP of the NWA himself, the legendary Dave Lagana. Dave, how are you today? Hello, Mr. LaGreca. How are you? It's good to, it's good to hear from you, Dave. How's everything going? 
good. I figured I'd be hearing about you hitting me up for free tickets or something. Uh, but it's good to talk to you about business, which is awesome. So very excited to talk. Well, you're going to get a lot of phone calls from me come the end of September, beginning of October, because I'm sure there's going to be some seats to fill and LaGreca should be one of them. Well, it's uh, well, you've you've been a fan of studio wrestling. It's not a it's not a lot of seats, and I think that's what we're our approach was to go back to. We use this term generational memories, and it's it's something with music, television, hamburger joints. You know, everyone has these warm and fuzzy feelings about these brands and these moments. And uh, for us, this makes the most sense. And this is not a this is not a new idea for us. We've been talking about studio wrestling for over two years, and. Uh, it was very exciting to do it in, in Atlanta. Just it was the it made the most sense in the world. Well, and and Dave, listen, there's a lot to talk about with the NWA in the future of the NWA because I think the future of the NWA is in very good hands, especially the way this roster is being built. But to go back to this for a second because it's significant, when you throw out Atlanta and you throw out you know studio wrestling. And I said this on my social media platform at David LaGreca one last night, and it's the truth. I started getting phone calls and text messages from from friends. Jonathan Hood from ESPN in Chicago called me immediately because this does bring back memories of when we were growing up and falling in love with this sport. When you say Atlanta and you say studio wrestling, it is going to be nostalgic when it comes to certain wrestling fans. Well, and it's 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 what it is we didn't buy uh world-class wrestling we didn't buy ecw we bought a we bought a brand that is very well known in a certain area for a certain time period and i think the lesson we learned with crockett cup when i put this picture up yesterday of these fathers and sons who came to crockett cup and you know these fathers who are my age in their mid-40s bringing their sons to the nwa and you know that's how this gets passed down and i think a brand that is accessible for fathers to share with their sons, you know, what they loved is something I think in this time period is really great. And it's, again, it's not our, our sole audience target, but it's, it's really a unique time to be creating in this marketplace. And, you know, we've been, we've been targeting this show for a while and, and, you know, the, the opportunity came up and, you know, this is, this is Billy deciding, you know what, we're going to do it on our own. And I know a lot of people have a lot of questions on where, how, what, where, you know, why, the why is simple. We want to prove that what we've been executing for two years uh, to rebuild this brand is what you will see in the television product. Hey, Dave, I think I would like to know and fans would like to know where, unless you said that already and I missed it. No, the where is to be uh, where is to be revealed when the timing is right. But it's funny when you say, you know, we're coming to television. Everything's on television right now. This 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 show is on television. I believe Sirius has an app that's on Apple TV. You guys are on television. The, the landscape has changed. You know, getting on a, a cable network just to put a show on because that's what you did in the 90s, 80s, 70s. The world changes. And, and I think, as you guys were talking about before I came on, you know, when we bought this brand, everyone scoffed at us. Everyone goes, well, what are they, how are they going to make money with that? You know, we have a much different plan of this. And so for us, this show will be as accessible to as many people as possible. And we want to remain as much in control of the product as possible. And that's that's why we're doing it this way. So let me ask you this. Would a place in Atlanta like Center Stage where uh, WCW used to do uh, television tapings, would that be too big of a place for you? Or are you looking for something a little bit more, uh, you know, confined and intimate? We uh, 
we wanted to be as close to um, the Georgia Championship Wrestling and the Techwood show. And, and for full disclosure, you know, Billy and I met with Turner back in December of 2017. Actually, I think I did your guys' show the day we went to meet with Turner Sports uh, to explore doing this show. They called us. And they wanted to uh, have us produce a studio wrestling show for Bleacher Report Live. Ultimately, when the merger with AT&T happened, uh, everything was sort of put on hold. And obviously, they, they decided to go with AW, which is awesome, because that is a much more blown out show for, you know, cable. Our, our goal was to bring back studio wrestling. We looked at the same room that they did uh, with uh, the Georgia Championship Wrestling and, and the old 605 show. It's still there. It's in the mansion. The place, we, the place we have secured is very close. It's literally on the same street. Wow. And I think people will, you know, I think it's going to be really cool, and it's going to be a very intimate thing. I don't think there will be more than 200 people there. Now, that is a that to me will be a very uh, great audience to be there because it's history, and, and that has been our vision since day one because we see this, we see this as a real opportunity to, to put back in the talent's hands the ability to not only just sell tickets, but convey their message. That's why part of the video, one of the last things we added yesterday was that montage of those guys cutting promos because in that day, that's how you made your bit. That's how you made money. It wasn't in a, in a gif. It was, it was talking people into the building and conveying your character. And that's the vibe of the show. That's what we want because we think there are enough talented people that really can execute that way. Also, too, uh, Billy Corgan mentioned about when this does start, unscripted, uncensored, like really getting to know these personalities on a different level than what we're used to. And I'm sure that's a goal because when a wrestling fan hears unscripted, right away that brings a smile from ear to ear because of what wrestling fans have been experiencing over the last decade. Well, and, and, and by the way, you know, when people used to talk about me 10 years ago, I was a WWE writer. And, you know, Bully knows from working with me in WWE and then obviously our time in Ring of Honor, you know, we, we have a really unique approach to making content with people. And, you know, when, when I would shoot something with Bully, all right, Bully, say what you want to say and then we'll make it better. You know, just to, we'll, we'll take what you're going to say and, and elevate it once you say it into a piece of, of content that makes it even better. And, you know, the ability to have a Gordon Soli-like stickman uh, show where in front of a, a studio audience, a talent will either get over or not on their own beliefs. And we're going to give talents these opportunities. But if you look at the people that we've already assembled, you know, Nick Aldis, Eli Drake, James Storm, these guys can talk. And that is a very hard skill to find because I always say, name me the last three great independent wrestling promos you see. And it's hard. You, you struggle because a lot of talents spend more time working on their 450 than their ability to, to talk somebody into the building. And, I think this is where we can have a competitive advantage because I think people want to be emotionally invested in their product. And for, I hate the, I hate the term casual fans that gets thrown around, but for somebody to really invest with somebody, they need to know their story and they have to talk to them because ultimately that's what separates us from everybody is the way we communicate. Dave, you mentioned uh, Nick Aldis, you mentioned Eli, you mentioned James Storm, three great names a really solid foundation for what you guys want to do. Obviously, all three of them can get it done in the ring. More importantly, all three of them can get it done on the microphone. Mm-hmm. However, there's not a, a lot of talent available out there that hasn't been scooped up already or put under contract. 
who are you looking for? What type of performer are you looking for? Are you looking for more the uh, pro wrestler or are you looking for the sports entertainer? I think we're looking for, and we have a couple people that we have under deals that we haven't even revealed yet. You know, like the the idea with having Nick, Eli, and James, those are those are known people. Like James Storm is one of the best assets out there right now because he's he has over was it almost 20 years of television experience and television Q value off of Spike and all that. We want to use those talents to help get a, a new talent that most people haven't even seen before. We're looking for people that have a, a character that translates in a, in, a, in a digital age that is believable. Um, and I've seen this debate over real name versus whatever. We want people that will connect with an audience and people care about what they do. And, you know, for who it is, it's, it's, it's really a thing. It's, it's always funny when we put these announcements out. I, I hear from everybody and everyone's looking for work and that's great. And I always look at, I, just, I immediately look at their social media. I immediately look at their, uh, what they're putting out. And usually my first telltale sign is if the majority of what they post is a poster with them and 38 other people, it's an immediate no thank you because they, they aren't promoting themselves. But if they're cutting promos, if they're doing something really unique and special, those are the people we want to work with. Dave, have we come full circle when it comes to pro wrestling? And I mean it this way. Studio wrestling was always the foundation of pro wrestling. That's what we watched. That's what we grew up on because the center of attention was what was going on in the ring and that what was going on on that microphone. Then once we got to the, like, the late 80s and the big crowds and the arenas and the stadiums, now we see what we kind of get in a lot of wrestling environments is where the focus seems to be on the fans. The fans are lit up. The fans have their chant. They take over what's going on in the ring. They want their voices heard. Is this kind of going back to not only the foundation of where we were in the 70s and the 80s, but also making the focus of what's going on in the ring and on the microphone? I think we're, uh, the way we look at and approach it, I think, you know, obviously this is a, you know, and it shouldn't be lost on people, uh, the dates of we're doing these shows. The, 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 we're, we're, we're jumping in at a time that probably is the most pivotal week in pro wrestling since the, obviously the Monday Night Wars and then obviously Black Saturday. I mean, mm -hmm. this, that week, you know, this is, this is a time for, and I'll use the burger analogy, you know, everyone has their opinion over which, which brand is better. It's like Burger King, McDonald's, Wahlburgers, In-N-Out. The way we look at it is we're simply like an In-N-Out burger where we want to put together a really quality product with, with service for our fans and a very clear brand strategy. So for me and the NWA and Billy, this is why we laser targeted. Well, you go to In-N-Out Burger, you know exactly what you're going to have. It's this, 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 this. And that's what people know the NWA for. If we if we announced we were going to run the Wells Fargo Center, and guess what? There's only 200 people there. Then no. But this is what people grew up with the NWA and those promos, that style, because we know we have an ability to, to have talents execute that, and it really works in the creative fold that Billy and I want to pull off with this. Dave, will you be handling creative? yourself or will you assemble a team it seems lately like the, that the more people that are part of a creative team the more watered down a product could be uh will you just spearhead it yourself yeah, the, the, our process will be no different today than it was two years ago it's billy and i and then any talents who are involved are equally involved in telling their story and i think that's what's really been able to attract a a Nick Aldis, a James Storm, and Eli Drake. You know, Eli had many opportunities, and he looked at the landscape. And, and really what we want to be is this place that 
talents can either find themselves, create a whole new impression of themselves. I mean, I mean, Nick Aldis was out of the business, out of the business. When I called him, he was done. He was impacted, put a, such a sour taste in his mouth, you know, and he was done and we have the ability and, and, you know, quick side note, I'm literally uh, transferring from, I'm with the Harley races funeral yesterday. And, you know, for, for Nick to be able to come full circle with Harley, who was somebody that helped train him. You know, one of the very first times that Nick came to America, it was Harley Race. He went to Harley Race's camp and spent time with Harley. And there to be not only, you know, got to be doing one of the last interviews with Harley, but to be able to be the NWA World's Champion, being able to pay respects to Harley Race alongside The Undertaker, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Ted DiBiase, and others. You know, that's that's the opportunity the NWA has to give guys a new, fresh chance to really create a new legacy for them. That's why we say tradition and legacy. That's what this is about, is creating a whole new legacy for the business. Well, Dave, we really appreciate it. We're excited about this news. I know I am. I know a lot of our fans are excited about what's going to take place in the fall. I got my NWA T-shirt on that I actually paid for, Bully, by the way. It wasn't given to me for free. I paid for it. Bullshit. And, and I'm really excited about it. And please, you know, keep us updated. because uh, we you guys are- will, You'll hear a lot more, trust me. The, the reason we only released that little bit of information is because we want to we we build anticipation. And trust me, you will hear more over the next six to eight weeks. All right, Dave Lagana, the VP of the NWA, with some big news of what's happening in a huge fall for pro wrestling. Dave, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Your main event for NXT TakeOver in Toronto. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, your NXT champion. Two out of three falls. We know what the two first two falls are going to be because Gargano chose a street fight. Adam Cole chose, chose a singles match. That's very interesting, their choices. And then William Regal will make the third fall if it comes to that. What are you expecting in that main event? On Saturday night. So we thought that the first two stipulations would probably be gimmicky. And because William Regal is a traditional, you know, wrestler's wrestler, he would have probably made it an Iron Man, right? Yep. But if the second fall is just a straight up singles match, then the Iron Man kind of, be, kind of becomes, I guess, I guess too not, similar, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Right. There you go. Thank you very much. Too similar. So... Do do you finish it off with a ladder match? You might. I I thought you would try to do a scale down gimmick, but I think you're right. With one being a street fight and the other, Adam Cole choosing a singles match was very, very interesting. So, yes, maybe we do get a ladder match. Because, listen, if they're going to beat the crap out of each other in the street fight, okay, and then they're going to have to wrestle. So we've gotten our violence 
and we've gotten our traditional wrestling. Now we need something kind of gimmicky. Hopefully they don't do spin the wheel, make the deal, and comes up coal miner's glove. I'm thinking a ladder match would be an exciting way to finish off that third fall. And it's a great observation because with that first, you're getting that street fight. So it's going to be brutal. You would think it would be the other way around, that it would be the singles match first and then the street fight. So you're going to get that violence first, and then you're going to get the singles match, unless they change it up, which is very, very possible. But William Regal, who I would think would choose something like an Iron Man match or just this regular singles match, he might be the one that gets kind of gimmicky in that situation for the third fall, if there is a third fall on Saturday. Okay, so I'm a little confused. So we're not... Um, for sure starting off with the street fight? Um, the way they presented it, I think the street fight starts it off. But all I know is that Gargano and Cole, Gargano chose first, he chose the street fight, and Cole chose the singles match. I, I love the fact that they're going to do it out of traditional order because logic would dictate singles match first, then street fight, then bigger gimmick match to blow it off. I like starting off with the street fight because you're starting off hot and heavy. Chaos, violence, anything goes. You're going to bring the crowd way up. And then when both guys are battered and bruised, now they have to rely on their wrestling ability, their headlocks and their go-behinds and their hammerlocks and their takeovers and their tackle drop-down, hip toss, arm drag, body slam, leapfrog, tackle one, two, get it again, brother. Then when both guys are completely blown, now here comes Regal and gives people. You know if Regal, William Regal comes out and says, uh, and the third fall will be a ladder match. That's the best William Regal I could do. People are going to go crazy for it. Um, and you know what? Talking about playing to the strengths of the combatants in the ring. Street fight because this is a bit of a blood feud between these two. And then a singles match because both Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano are tremendous wrestlers. So why wouldn't you want to play to their strengths? And they're doing it with this two out of three falls match. Is there any type of ladder match, table match, or gimmicky match on the main roster show? No, you got, you got, you know, you have two singles matches, a triple threat match and a tag team match. And that's exactly why this ladder match will fit perfectly because they're not getting it. The, the rest of the weekend. Now, I don't we don't know for sure if it's going to be a ladder match. We're just speculating. But I think that would play to both of those guys' strengths. I mean, everything that they do is a strength. There are, there are no weaknesses in those two performers because they tear the house down every time they're out there together. I, I like the idea of the ladder match. I mean, obviously, if it was going to be a cage match, it'd be a cage hanging over the ring and they'd be kind of stooging it off. And other than the ladder match... Um, I don't know, you know, what it would be. I mean, it's interesting and, and, and good job by keeping that you speculating, even going into the show, cause you're not going to know what that final fall is going to be until it actually happens. Do you think people would feel let down if they didn't get the third fall? What if Gargano or Cole win the first and second fall, and the match comes to an end. It's it's interesting. And you know why? Because you, you heard it in, in what was we just played from NXT TakeOver 25. Adam Cole has a lot of fans. So if, if you were to say, well, you know, Gargano won the two falls and he's the winner of the NXT championship, I'm sure there would be people disappointed just in the fact that not everybody is going to be cheering for Johnny Gargano on Saturday. Listen, I, I agree with you. I'm just thinking outside of the boxes there. 
some way they go in a different direction. I think the right way to go is with all three falls. Um, other than the ladder match, I mean, maybe a TLC match. That would get people, you know, amped up. That'd be a hell of a way to finish it. Um, I, I really, I, I'm not quite sure what, what else they would do. But I mean, we, we, we could come up with other ideas. They could have a, a uh, you know, no holds barred match, which I can't stand that stipulation anyway. Now, the or, one uh, thing William Regal said, and maybe I'm reading too much into it. He said, when it comes to that third fall, he goes, let the best, if it comes to that third fall, let the best man win. So when you hear that, come to that third four, third fall, let the best man win. Maybe it's not as gimmicky as we think. Maybe it, could it be an Iron Man match? If I hear let the best man win, I'm thinking Iron Man match. I'm thinking traditional pro wrestling. I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking who can score the most pinfalls in a half an hour or an hour, however long they, they, they go with it. But if that was the case, I wouldn't want to see one of the prior falls just being a straight-up singles match. It's going to be interesting either way. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Once we get past NXT TakeOver in Toronto, we may be losing a couple of the key members to the NXT brand. And they may be moving over to the main roster sooner rather than later. As far as maybe even as close as this next weekend. Based on what you just said, what if William Regal made the third fall loser leaves NXT? Wow. Awesome. And I'm going to tell you why, Bully. If you watched NXT last night, they had two, as I said earlier in the show, amazing video packages of Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. And it wasn't so much about the match that's taking place on Saturday night. It's about how much Adam Cole and Gargano mean to NXT, especially Johnny Gargano. How he's a teacher, a mentor, what he does for that roster. What you just said, and it goes and ties into what William Regal said, may the best man win. I love the stipulation. And let's see if we can tie this in with some outside-of-the-box thinking. Is Ciampa anywhere near ready to come back? Uh, That I do not know. We saw Ciampa and Gargano on the main roster together, right? Yes. If he was ready to come back and Gargano were to lose as a way to get him back to the main roster... All I know is this, and I and I'm you, not saying you're wrong. I you, just, I, I, you like the step. And that's I, I like it, right? the step. I mean, I don't want to think that deep into it because I actually, when it comes to NXT, I like the story progression and I like where you're going. But what NXT was able to do last night, we think of NXT like, all right, these wrestlers are 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 ready to move on and come to the main roster, like a Velveteen Dream. It wouldn't work. This stipulation. But wait a minute. Oh, sorry. No, Go ahead. Because Go ahead. A, because a Velveteen Dream wants to move to the main roster. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell that's his dream. That's where he wants to go next. When you watch an Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, they're all about the NXT brand. So that stipulation will actually mean something. Well, it wouldn't mean anything in any kind of match because you're waiting for them to move on. Especially Johnny Gargano. He would be heartbroken if he had to leave NXT. He even said it in that video package. He looks at the walls and about all the superstars that started with NXT and then moved on to the main roster. But for him, it's all about that brand. If you have a stipulation where he now has to leave NXT and leave without finishing the job that he was able to start and not accomplish, to me, that's a stipulation that really works. Kind of like that one. I do. I like that one a I, lot. I like that one better than the ladder match. Let's go because, out. Because, okay. in, 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 because you can always frame it in a way by... By losing and having to leave NXT, you're actually winning in a way by getting to go to the main roster. Yeah, it, it's it's 100 percent true, and and you're winning by go you're by losing you're winning by going to the main roster. Not when it comes to Johnny Gargano. Yep. Let's go out to Jay in St. Louis. Jay, what did you want to say about NXT Takeover, buddy? Morning, Dave. Morning, Bully. How you guys doing today? Morning. Um, I, I, I too watched NXT last night and I loved all the video packages they had for the uh, different matches for this weekend. Um, I really loved how, when they were breaking down Cole and Gargano, they were showing Johnny talking to Seth Rollins, talking to Finn Balor and kind of, you know, those relationships and how they've grown since, uh, Johnny got there. Um, I also, uh, I love the, uh, loser leaves NXT, um, stip. Uh, for that match, I also think it's also it adds to the story and the drama if they don't announce it until that night. Rico comes out and says, "Loser leaves." All of a sudden, like you know, it's one thing to prepare to possibly lose and have to leave NXT, but to find out that night if you lose this next match, you're gone. I mean, what emotion and drama that would build for that match. Another thing I want to ask you guys about real quick. Um, I love the uh, Street Profits and uh, Undisputed Era contract signing last night. I thought it was great work from both teams, especially the Street Profits. I really like how they've brought the Street Profits up to the main roster. And even though they're not wrestling, they're showing their personality. Do you guys think they should bring, you know, they didn't use a video package to bring these guys up. They've they, they just been showing them in backstage segments. Do you think for other teams that had that kind of personality, instead of showing a video package for them that's pre-taped and possibly feels forced, what do you think about other, you know, future talent being brought up in that same way with the Street Profits? It's a, it's a good question, and, and thank you so much for the phone call, and enjoy all the wrestling that we're going to see this weekend, Jay. Because I think it's a win-win. Because you look at the Street Profits, I mean, think about that. Their mainstays on Raw without even being on Raw. I mean, you know, seeing them in the back and those entertainment entertaining segments, people love Street Profits, and they've been introduced in a big way to that mainstream audience and the main roster audience. But at the same time, especially judging by what we saw last night on NXT and the way the WWE does these video packages, that's a great way to introduce characters and personality. I think both ways work. I think what they're doing with the Street Profits is the modern-day version of what they used to do back in the day with vignettes. Remember when a new 
character was coming into the WWE or a territory, you'd see weeks and weeks of vignettes to build them up. Hell, I remember when Hacksaw Jim Duggan came into the WWE, they had about 10 weeks of vignettes introducing him before he had a debut match. Well, instead of doing vignettes with the Street Profits that are off-site and kind of cold, you have the Street Profits there reacting to what's going on during the night and actually intermingling with the other superstars, thus giving the Profits the rub. So it's a modern-day vignette. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's working. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.